ladies and gentlemen, we did it. After months of talking back and forth and trying to figure out schedules and times, we got Mondo Duplantis on the podcast. And we now have a long form conversation with the highest pole vaulter of all time, the reigning world record holder, the reigning Olympic gold medalist. Um, and it's crazy to see where, how far he's coming. He's only 21 years old. He's going to be 22. He, I think he said in like a month or something like that. But I remember seeing this young man at Reno a long time ago and being like, how is he going to keep this up? And I think a lot of people have thought to themselves, how is Mondo going to just keep getting better and better? But he does it. He shut all those people up really badly. He really proved a lot of people wrong that people that would say he's too young. He's, he can't keep this up. He can't keep this up. Dude's keeping it up. And I think he's going to be keeping it up for a while. Cause if you ever seen him jump over those world records, he is got a little room to spare. He's putting heat on the world record. He's not banging over the world record, um, which is pretty crazy. So anyway, I'm going to stop talking. This was incredible, incredible opportunity. Very grateful. Thank you, Mondo, uh, for being so gracious with your time and giving the people a long-form conversation with the world's greatest pole vaulter. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the One More Jump podcast with Mondo Duplantis. It's all gravy, man. Um, so I guess we get into it and I'm going to get into it with this story from back in the day. This is probably like 2014 Reno pole vault summit, right? Mm -hmm. I was an elite vaulter at the Reno pole vault summit and I was given a group of kids to talk to. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking to the kids this young man raises his hand and is like, Hey, who's your favorite pole vaulter? I was like, Oh, Brad Walker, you know, Jeff Hartwig, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I like some of the old dudes though. Joe dial, Greg Duplantis. Like, and, and, and he was like, that's my dad. And I was like, no freaking way. I was like, you're Mondo. So I was going to see if you remembered that. That, that, that sounds, <laughs> that sounds, it sounds really familiar. I remember being, kind of vocal and wanted to get my, my questions and points across in those, like, uh, those like meeting with the stars, yeah. whatever they called it. Yeah. Right. I, I remember, I remember really enjoying those though. Those were, yeah. that sounds, that sounds very much like me. Dude, you can just say you don't remember, man. I don't, it's all right. All I right, don't man. really remember, all but, right. but, it, you know. but I, I believe it. And that makes, <laughs> yeah, that makes total sense. That you believe that sense. I wasn't making it up. Correct. Okay, Correct. cool. So yeah. the story is somewhat validated, exactly. but we probably could go on record as saying that I have nothing to do with your ability to break the world record and win a gold medal. I think I remember you actually giving me really great advice during that oh. group chat that I use today in my jumping. Dang, 
dude, I, you know, I just, you know, I do what I can for the community and, uh, you know, all of these things. So, yeah, yeah, man. So it's, it's really cool. Um, obviously you were just a young kid back then. Um, you were killing it back then for sure, but, um, it's just really wild. I remember just being like, this dude has like a supreme confidence in what he's doing. Like even the way you were talking and the way you were like walking and presenting yourself, I was just like, this dude has got some confidence, man. And, uh, and then like the next day, I mean, you jumped astronomically high for maybe you were like a sophomore or whatever in high school. And it's just so crazy to see where you've come, you know, since then. Um, so how's it been, man? Like, how how has the ride been it's been insane yeah no it it has been it's it's hard to i don't know where to start really because (laughs) i feel like so so much has happened over the past especially the past two years specifically it's been quite quite a lot quite a lot of stuff going on and and i feel like it's a it's a lot of stuff that doesn't really i mean not always center around pole vaulting too in particular so you know, when I, when I get to do things like this, I really enjoy it because, you know, it takes me back to those, you know, Reno pole vault summit days, which is, you know, those kind of events and those meets where I think were, were really instrumental for my development to get to the point to where I am today. Cause they, you know, I, I, I learned so much from other vaulters and learned so much about myself at, at those, those kind of meets, because, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't, I didn't have that many meets to compete in, you know, when I was whatever, whenever I started like six years old. Right, like right. six years old to uh, basically high school, there was really no, not that many meets in the United States for me to, to go around other than a national pole vault summit. But um, I don't know. It's, it's been good. I, I can't, I feel like I shouldn't, I shouldn't complain too much. I, I'm jumping. I feel, I feel really good jumping right now. A lot of other stuff in my life is, is, is better and bigger than I could have ever imagined it. So, uh, you know, really, I, I really, I, yeah, I like where I'm at right now. I like where I'm at right now. I just, you know, I, I try to just go out there and jump high, and I feel like everything else kind of works itself out, which it's which it's been doing, and even more than I could have imagined. But, you know, for me, I still just try to focus on getting back to what what really matters, and that's just just me and that bar. Yeah, and so like, how does that? How? I think the biggest thing with you is just like you're you're popping off, and it's just like, dude, you're so young. Like, how old are you now? Like twenty. 20- one. 21 i turned 22 next month yeah i mean that's freaking young dude like you got i guess yeah i mean i don't know i feel like i'm i don't know like young i feel like i'm getting older though you have I to i think i think in your situation yeah. you just like you yeah. like whenever i talk to you i'm thinking i'm talking to somebody who's you know aged and experienced but you are aged and experienced in the event yeah. You know, yeah, no, that, that is true. That is true. But, but I feel like it also is one of those, like, I don't want to compare myself to Justin Bieber, but like, it's one of those things where like a lot of the people, especially like in the public community specifically to where like you kind of, I was jumping high at a fairly young age, like 17 or so when I like, I was, I mean, when I was 17 and my junior high school, I was jumping at all the diamond league meets that I wanted to jump at basically. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of one of those things where it's like, dang, he's like 22 already. It was like, the, you know, those like five years that go so fast though. So right. Like, I, I am still young in, in theory. And like, I still feel like I have a lot of years left, of course, but like the time does go really quick. Yeah, absolutely. And um, that's, that's just really crazy that you've been doing it since you were in high school and you, I mean, you've been jumping 
so incredibly high since you're in high school. It's pretty, pretty wild. So what other things you're talking, you're talking about how other things in your life are going, uh, you know, really well. So, so obviously the vaulting is going well. I don't know if you, do you ever reach a point where you're satisfied in the pole vault? Is that possible? I don't know. No, I mean, I want to, I want to be the best, best to ever live. And I've, I've kind of, I've had that goal ever since I was uh, very, very, very young. Cause I, I always felt like it was very achievable and I always felt like I had the potential to, to leave that, kind of mark on the event. And, um, you know, when, when you look at somebody like, like Renault, and I think in this situation, a little more specifically Bupka mm-hmm. and the things that he did in this event, especially at, at the, the time he did it, um, he he's, has a, a lot more stuff that to his resume than, than I have at this point. I mean, I, I feel like I have, I have a little bit of time, of course, to, to be able to match some of the things he's done, but, um, you know, he, he's won six world championships. I haven't, I haven't won any at this point. He did win one, one Olympic, so I was able to match that. But, you know, I'm not going to be able to match how many world records he broke because at that, I mean, when he, he basically had them all from 590 to, to 615 or whatever. So Wait, do you know the number on that? It's like 30 something, 32. But, but also, I guess for him, they, you know, they changed the rule to where they, they merged the world records indoor and outdoor. No, tell me about it. Well, and like, uh, I don't know, 2010s ish, right before maybe a, f- a few years before Renault broke the world record. Mm-hmm. Um, they they combine only for pole vault though. It's the only event that they do this in track and field. Is that there's only one world record in pole vault. It's just what? the overall. It's the oh yeah yeah. It's the overall world record. So like I I officially the the only world record is my 618. The 615 that I jumped outdoors that was almost for shits just for shits and giggles just to say that i jumped higher than book outdoors as well it was like the unofficial i mean it's the world record if we're just talking and you know over beer but not according to like the world athletics it's not ratified as a world record there's only one and that's just the who's jumped the highest in either outdoor indoor you can do it in both but whatever one's the highest of the two that's very strange i have never i never knew that that is very very strange Yes. So you, so you're saying that his 35, it's like, okay, well, he had the opportunity to have this many indoor, this many outdoor. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he went, yeah. Cause he went, uh, six meters and then one, two, three, four, five, and all the way up to 14 indoors and then or 15 indoors. And then the same thing all the way up to 15, uh, 14, 15 indoors, 14 outdoors. Yeah. Right. So, so he, so, but I, I don't have the opportunity to do that, but that that doesn't that doesn't really matter that much to me. That no, I don't think that that's. I just want to do something similar that pushed the barrier to something that's really hard to achieve again, like he did. You know, where it took twenty years. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I'm trying to think of. Well, whenever you you put like your your jumps to you know to his jumps over, you know, 20 feet, let's just use feet and inches, um, over 20 feet. It's like, okay, there's one guy that might be a little higher in the air, (laughs) higher in the air over that bar than the other. So, I mean, I'm not, I I don't know. I mean, 35, you know, that's insane, but I mean, dude, you're, you, you put the, you put heat on bars though. Like, it's not like you're rattling these things that much, man. You are putting heat on them. And so, I mean, we could, we could have, we could have something pretty special here 
in the next few years for sure. For sure. No, I think so. And I, and I, and I think that there's a, there's, there's, yeah, there's, there's room to, I mean, not only improve, I think, I mean, of course, I think there's things that I can, that I can improve upon, but I, I think there is room to just jump higher as it is right now. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, dude, it's, there's sometimes I think that's the coolest part about watching you pole vault is there's sometimes if you go on YouTube and you watch your vaults, it's like, dude, if it's just like if the bar stay, I mean, the amount of height you put on some of these bars is just like ridiculous ridiculous and then it's like okay well we know he's got it in the tank then it's just if the bar stays up that day you know like it's there you know and yeah no i, I get you and it, it just the thing is is like when you when you start getting to that like you know 619 620 range it just becomes one of these things to where you you have to have your standards right and you have to be on the, the exact right pole you have to have your grip basically perfect and right. you, know, you gotta you gotta hit the run really good to where like I, I can do all these things, but they really do have to line up really well. Yeah. For me, I can, I can make a few errors or, or do something here or there differently to make six meters. But when you go 19, 20 centimeters up, it, it becomes, becomes quite a big difference. Even if I do have the height, you got to get every part of your body over it. So. Right. For sure. So we're kind of going in a little bit of a backwards uh, way which is totally fine. I've got some notes uh, typed up here that of some things that I kind of wanted to talk about. And that was one of them was, you know, like what, what is it? What is that thing? What are those things that you're going to have to do to where in your head, you are the goat? Like we all, from an outsider's perspective, I'm like, this, this guy has been highly successful, wildly successful already. Like, but I remember whenever I was jumping, people would be like, dude, you're doing great. This is awesome. You've, you've done so much. And it's like, thank you. I appreciate that. But I don't feel the same at all. <laughs> so it would be interesting to hear your perspective of like, you're the world record holder. You're the reigning Olympic gold medalist. You're the diamond league champion in your head. Like where is success for you? Are there any numbers? Is it back-to-back Olympic titles? Is it, yeah. is it I, I, this, I, that? Yeah, Olympics is a really important thing because, you know, it, it is the, the biggest meet for us, mm-hmm. jumpers, and it is the most important. So um, for me, like, if you, if you want to be the, the GOAT and you want to be the, the best to ever live, you, you have to be able to do well in, in the most important, most important meets. You know, I can jump... 618 617 and whatever meets I, I want to but if you if you can't get it done in the the biggest moment and the the times when it really matters the most then it kind of tarnishes i feel like your 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 reputation a little bit so for for me now the the main and only thing that's on my mind is the world championships we have the world championships coming up next summer and uh you know I, it, it's not not that it was the the biggest deal in the world that i that i lost uh the last one, but, um, you know, I, I, I feel like I, I really want and, and need to win it this upcoming summer because it's just something that I, I need to have because you know, I want to, I want to win everything that there is to win in this event, in this sport. So that's, that's a, that'd be a good first step to, to get into where I want to be. Right. Right. For sure. Hey, I'm, I'm not uh, trying to be rude. Are you, are you like ticking on the keyboard or something like that? 
Oh, sh- yeah. I guess I was moving this. My bad. My bad. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good. I was like, what is that? It's like a mouse crawling around or something. Yeah. yeah um, so, so there's a couple of things that like kind of popped into my head. Like, okay, nobody's ever won back-to-back gold medals in the Olympics. Like that's like a huge one that that's hard. That's hard to do. Sure. Um, sure. I don't know from experience, but, um, you know, and then obviously those, those six world championships, like that's a lot of world championships, you know, like, yeah, it's a few, yeah, it's, it's quite a bit. It's a lot of world championships, but this is the thing for me personally, I think would be the sickest first attempt opening bar, six meters. Could you do it? Just bomb that sucker. First rip, just first trip down what the what runway. If I just sna- what if I just snaked over it? Would it still be cool? <laughs> oh, dude, it would be. I, I, has it ever been done? No, no, no way, no way. That's what I'm saying. Is like that's that would be pretty sick too. I don't care if it's at some rinky dink meet. Like that's it would it would kind out of nowhere. Yeah, I feel like it would it would have to be something like that. That's fine. Because, yeah, and and yeah, I mean, I I feel like I've I've thought about things like that. Like, what would be the envelope? Like what would I, because really, I mean, at that point, if you just get warmed up enough, it is, it is kind of a mental thing. Yeah. Cause I, I get enough of a, of a range on things and warmups. And if I, as long as I just mentally am prepared for it, then I, then I think I really could do it. Right. You have to find the right situation. But the problem is like a lot of these, a lot of these meets that I go to now, I'm pretty sure a lot of them have clauses in it to where if like, you know, <laughs> you like there's like half your appearance fee. So, um, that, that would, that is quite a bit of a, a roll in the dice. Got right. But I'm going to, I'm going to find a, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll find a spot to do it. Cole Walsh also gets on me about five ninety nine too. Cause nobody's ever jumped five ninety nine ever. For real? Nobody. Yeah. You might need to get on that too. I mean, dude, yeah, you're passed the cup in the most six meters. Then I'll do five ninety nine. Yeah. I think that would be pretty sick. And you just got to make sure somebody's getting the video. We get that thing up on YouTube. All the whole works, um, because that would be sick. So the thing, the thing that pops into my head whenever I was thinking about that is I was like, I don't know what your progression is. Like, is your, are you a guy who starts like really low? Like, cause some people would say like, wow, he's starting like really low for somebody who jumps 23 inches, you know, like starting at five fifty five, like that's pretty low, you know? So is that your process? Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, I've had the, the one of the things I've had a, a little bit trouble on the past year, especially a few years. I mean, I guess it's kind of been a thing for me is that I I just turn. I feel like I turn into a little bit of a different person when the when the meat is actually on. I mean, I have these warm ups, and I'm not saying they're just they're not just god awful warm ups, but they they're just not as they're just not the same quality as that first run down the runway in in the meat. So mm-hmm. that you know, I. I I almost always have to go up at least one pole from my last jump in warmups. And then sometimes that's just not even enough. Wow. And like saying like, like Olympics, I, I went up, I went up two poles for my last pole in warmups because I just, I just know that when wow. I, yeah, because I, I just know that when I get on the runway on that first attempt, I just go like, I just go, I just go crazy. And I just like, feel like, and I don't try to, I don't try to like run too hard or anything, but it just happens naturally that I just get so amped up that I, I just, yeah, I just, I hit it so much, I mean, harder, better, faster, every, everything really that I, I just, your step though. Does your step get jammed under a lot? It, it, ish, but not, not that much, not that much really, because I try to, I mean, I, I try to, I feel like I, 
I try to take it a little more controlled in the, in the beginning, not that it's more controlled, but I just try to push and be, be cautious of, you know, trying to sprint too fast out mm. of the back. So I just try to, try to take it, and I run from 20 steps. So I have a little bit of time to, to build up the speed, but, um, no, it, but it's, it's not really like that per se. I don't think it's, I don't even know if it's necessarily that I'm, I'm running so fast, which I probably am. I think it's just, I'm more confident. I have better posture. I just hit the takeoff probably more smoothly and a, a lot better. And then the, yeah, the poles just, they just roll a lot, a lot cra- crazier than me. So after- so what are we talking about poles here? So like opening bar, what's the go-to? So I, I usually, I, uh, past year or two, I've been starting around, around 550, 555, 560, you know, 18 feet, low, low, low 18s. Mm-hmm. 18, 18, 18, ish, whatever. And, um, I, I usually start on my five twenty twelve point nine. I mean, yeah, there was, there was, there was some, there was some meets in the beginning of the year. I'll start on five twenty thirteen two, And then, um, like the Olympics and like some of those meets where like things are either I'm, I'm super amped up or it's a good place to jump. I'll start on the 12, seven, but I don't, I don't even always bring the 12, seven in my bag. Actually. It just kind of depends. Yeah. Those are some some hogs, man. Um, yeah, I mean, so what gotta, do you what do you start? Are you like a guy who like? There's some dudes who it's like I have to grip this high, and this is what I grip the whole meet. Are you are you a raising the grip type? I work it up. Yeah, I work okay. it up from from the first. Yeah, from you know from fifty to six meters, six meters plus. Hopefully, depending on the day, I uh, yeah I, I work it up probably a good five, seven centimeters was that. Yeah. A few inches, which is, which is big increments at when it gets to that point. So uh, I definitely, because I mean, the the thing is when, when you're starting like I do at a, at a bar that I I should make quite, quite consistently at like five fifty or 18 feet, you know, I I don't, I don't need that much grip. I don't need that much grip and I don't need the biggest pull. So I'm going to give myself the the best. I'm going to give myself enough room for error to where, if I am really under, or if I am really out, then I still can move through this pole and I still can, can make the jump work no matter what happens. So, so is it almost like you kind of do it as you, it's almost like a, an extended warm up? almost. Like if you come in that low, you can just like kind of use it as an extended warm up. It is, it is, it, yeah. it is, to, it is to kind of see like, how am I feeling like during the meet? Cause I know like during the meet, I'm going to, that's why I usually, I usually only take like two runs during warm ups. For real? Yeah, I, I do like when I well I go and like I do like a pop up ish. I have like a a little like six step pull that I just do like a, a jump on, mm-hmm. and then I go back to twenty, and then I take a run on. I have one five tempo that I just I just use just to run and plant on that first run mm-hmm. for twenty steps because because you know I mean when when we're when we're at these meets in Europe I mean it, it is always not always but a lot of times I mean it is can be different surfaces, different boxes, different, different visual when you're running down the runway, which is, which makes it different when you're, when you're running. So I, uh, I have just like a little tiny pole that I can just plant just to see where everything's at. And then I go to a, a normal size, like a normal size 520. And then from there, I make my judgment on where I started. I think then it's game time. So what's that six meter automatic pole, just six meter automatic grip, automatic, you know, you'd know if you're getting on this bad boy, you could, you can pop it's- it. It's it's been the uh, it's been the five twenty twelve point five has been my has been my pretty good like six meter pole 
I've done, I've done good things. I mean, I, ha- I had actually both of my, I jumped to six ten, which is, uh, I guess like right at 20 feet. Sure. Right, right <laughs> so at 20 feet. I, I jumped six <laughs> ten. But both indoors and outdoors this year. And that was actually both on the 12, five, but I actually got on bigger poles this year, but only jumped, you know, our, I just jumped like a little bit lower than that. But yeah. most, it's mostly been my 12, five, but I've, I've jumped six meters on, on a, a pretty big range of poles. See, and that's why I think you, I think you're just, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal for you to just pop off the first jump heater, uh, yeah. you know, because you can do it on a variety of poles, yeah. you know, I, I get you. No, I mean, I, I think I could do it. I just have to like, I would just have to get a situation that it was worth the risk. And your and the agent's going to be like, dude, do not listen to him. <laughs> yeah. My agent would probably kill me. Would probably kill me. But I, and and the thing is also, I, I would have to do it probably at a meet where there, there wasn't really much people there because I feel like at this point when people come to watch me jump, it is nice to come at kind of low because people would just want to see me take some jumps, mm-hmm. you know whether I I I go and like bomb five fifty or or whatever whatever it is they they want to see me take some jumps so mm-hmm. it is nice to sometimes start a little lower just to kind of yeah just show people a little bit of a might be a little like disrespect people might think it's like a little disrespectful or something a little bit i just come in and make six meters and then i leave and go hey see you guys yeah. i mean if you do that you gotta walk off too you do no no i wouldn't take another jump yeah no. that's a walk-off home run right there and then yeah, you yeah, throw that pole in the bag you don't even pick up your pole back somebody you just somebody walk out yeah. yeah somebody will pick it up for me you don't even <laughs> put your sweats on you just walk out <laughs> yeah yeah, I can picture this. I can oh picture man, this. yeah, that would, dude, talk about for your new vlog, man. That would be gold. That would just, be gold, man. Just do, a, just do like a. I I go and try to make six meters just first time. Yeah. Yeah, and you go over, you go over, you hit the pit. The young boy never broke again. Starts and then boom. Yeah. And then that's a wrap. Yeah, I might do that. I might do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So the world record tour of 2020 was cut short, man. That was crazy. That was a crazy time in history. That was a crazy time in pole vaulting history, a crazy time in world history. Yeah. How was that, man? Because everybody was so stoked about you just going off. I mean, you had that one where you just like bombed over it and you barely nicked it. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the next time you come back, you, you yeah. break it. And we're like, dude, how high could you jump now? Yeah, I know. Yeah. And, take and, us through that. And 18 was a really, a really good jump too. And that, I mean, it's, yeah, it was, it was, I don't know. I, I don't know how to like look back on it because I mean, it, it was such a career defining moment for me too, because especially like, I mean, COVID hitting, I mean, not only just for me, I mean, the world, of course it was terrible, but for just me specifically, it was, it was really bad timing, but at the same time, it didn't, wasn't that awful because I had already broken the world record twice and I already finished the end of season. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm trying to think in my head that if, if COVID was, if the whole thing started a month earlier and I didn't get to do my indoor season and break the world record, maybe I don't break the world record in 2020. Maybe I don't even know what's going to happen because my training got so messed up when I came back home right. and they closed LSU where, where I, where I train here in Louisiana, they, they wouldn't even let me train on my high school track. So like my, my training got so messed up when I came back uh, to Louisiana from, from that, you know, the European circuit. And when I broke those records, so like it was really 
a shame that I wasn't able to compete at the Olympics that, that year and do the outdoor season. Like we, we were supposed to considering that I was jumping such good, so good, but like at the same time, you kind of got to think like if it was a month earlier, which, which it was, I, there was talks about it. Like while we were in our indoor season, I remember answering a few questions during, during the season. Like you ever heard about this COVID coronavirus? I was like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But, um, so if I, I'm just really glad that at least I got to do the indoor season. Cause I know I was in really good yeah. shape and jumping well. So it was like, I got to sh- do it. And then they shut everything down. I was like, okay, at least I got to do it. That's actually a really good way of looking at it. Cause I, to be honest with you, I never looked at it that way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, as a fan and like, as, yeah. as a member of, of the, the pole vault community is just like, I really wanted to see that play out. Yeah. But, but now that you're explaining it that way, that's, a, that's a very, mm-hmm. you know, humble way of, of, of saying it and very grateful, you know, way of saying it is that that could have never even happened. So that's, that's pretty sweet that that happens. So how do you, how do you keep it? I actually talked with, uh, Brendan Robido was on, uh, Robido. How do you say his name? Robido. Robido. That's what I thought. Um, he was on here, uh, for the people who don't know, he was, uh, he's the guy making the born to fly film documentary, um, about Mondo. And we were talking about it. And I was just like, you guys had to have hit some sort of mental block. Like how, how did you hit like where it hit a really low time during that time, like mentally or no? Ish, ish, I guess. I mean, like for, for me, I, I did have that kind of mentality that, you know, right when I came back from the indoor season, I went, I went straight back to Louisiana and I, I live in Baton Rouge, which is like an hour east of Lafayette where I grew up. But usually right when I get into town, I, I go straight back to Lafayette where my parents live because I got a lot of childhood friends there. Mm-hmm. So I drove straight to Lafayette because we were having Mardi Gras. It was, oh, yeah. I forgot about was, that. I actually landed on Fat Tuesday. Mardi Gras is Fat Tuesday. So I actually landed on Mardi Gras day. So I drove straight from New Orleans airport two and a half hours to Lafayette to go party with my friends. Right. And there was still the kind of this looming, like they were talking about, but like nobody really knew what it was. We still had the parades in it, like huge parades and like everything, everybody went out and all that. (laughs) We still didn't know what was going on. Yeah. It was kind of crazy. Yeah, I know. Super bad. But then looking back on it. Yeah. But then like that week is kind of my, usually after my, I travel my indoor and outdoor seasons. So like after the indoor season, like I have my little like week to just kind of do what I wanted to Mm -hmm. before I get back into training and get back into, to jump in and everything. So, you know, that, that, that week or so I was really just lit. I mean, I'm not, I'm not really like living it to where I was just going but like nuts, but I was just hanging with my friends. We just were, you know, you just broke the world record, man. Yeah. We're just hanging and I was just enjoying, enjoying the moment with my, with my buddies and stuff and, you know, going out and, you know, just kind of, you know, being idiots for a little bit. And then yeah. that like right after that week, that week was right when they, they kind of like, it started to become serious and it started to become a thing that COVID was, you know, was, was like, it was here and we got to take these precautions for it. And I was supposed to start training again and everything. And then they shut down LSU, shut down. I didn't know they shut down LSU. Like, like, so you couldn't like, there wasn't any sort of like backdoor stuff you could have um, finagled. Well, LSU, I, I didn't want to mess with LSU because it was mm. like on pretty, pretty strict lockdown. And they actually had some people that were around, not like, I don't know, like 
COVID police, whatever you want to say, like, like security, <laughs> like security kind of people like around there. So I would, I would try to, um, it, I, would, I tried to go a couple times, but like, it was like really, like really like tight security actually. And then, uh, so no, I would, I would just do like, I would yeah, basically just have to sneak onto high school, high school track. It's a wild that. sneak onto the high school track. Like yeah. usually like high school and I'm like tracks two, are kind I'm like, of public. Yeah, I'm like two weeks removed from the world record too. Isn't that yeah. wild? That's, That's crazy. The world record holders trying to sneak onto his high school track to train. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And like, oh, and man. it is weird. Cause like at the time I remember feeling like kind of guilty about it almost. Cause I remember it was starting to become like, everybody was really scared about, you know, yeah. growing everything. But then I was thinking, I was like, I mean, I don't know that much about what this virus is particularly, but like I am by myself because nobody is allowed here. And I'm, right. I'm on this track. And like, I did, yeah, I did hop this bench here, but like there isn't nobody. I am, I am doing these one fifties like completely alone. So like, I'm not like, I feel like yeah. endangering that many people doing. If you know, you're, if we're in a situation where somebody's on a track by themselves outside and they're spreading a virus, the whole world's going down, baby. Yeah, we have, we have, we have no, we have no chance of of, of anything. So, yeah, exactly. Then I kind of realized I was like, I mean, I'm pretty by myself. So I, whatever, whatever is even going on now in the world, I feel like this is a pretty all right thing to do. Yeah, it was crazy. I rem- I mean, I remember just like running and stuff and just being like, hey, like if I would pass somebody just it was, know, yeah, it was really trying weird. to trying to turn yeah. my head away from her or whatever. But so you bounced back, man, and you freaking came out, you know, where I was curious how that was all going to play out with you, you know, having that super, super high, high mm-hmm. and then and then, you know, having that Corona virus type deal. And then you bounce back come out it seemed like you had a shaky start in england um had a really bad weather day okay so you're thinking about about this year this is two different years yeah so i'm yeah so so yeah so we well okay we can go back to 2020 because the rest of that year was that like because i talked with chris nelson about that and and he was i guess they you, you guys still had a pretty decent season, but wasn't it like weird? Like there wasn't like that many yeah, opportunities, no, no, fans, no fans or anything. We still had like our, 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 a good series of meets, but no fans or anything. Yeah. Right. But yeah, um, that was strange. The training facility. I had the training facility for this year, this season. Got you. This past Got you. season. That was 2020, 2021. I had the train facility. So the outdoor season, me starting off the outdoor season, a little, a little bit iffy this year. That was, that was more just, that was just on me. That was not really. Uh, didn't you guys have like terrible weather though? I did have terrible weather, but also, also I, I um, which I don't think it's the, it was the main cause. I was jumping really, really good in Louisiana before I, uh, before I went uh, to Europe to kind of start my season. Mm-hmm. And I, um, right before I went, I didn't know if I was going to be able to get the vaccine in, mm. uh, in Europe. So I just got the vaccine here. And I didn't have enough time to get both of them. So I just got the Johnson and Johnson, like mm-hmm. the one you can just take once. Right. And so me and, um, me and Desiree took it and we got really sick actually for like, I mean, two or three days I was like legitimately sick, like really hard to sleep, super bad fever and stuff like that. And then like, but it just felt like it lingered on for about, not that it, I was so sick, but I just felt a little weak and sluggish and I never, I couldn't get back into, so like two weeks almost of like, not good training 
and then that was right before the, the season started. Right. Like, shoot. And then I, yeah, then I did like the, which was good. I mean, the 590 was still good in the first meet, but I like, I had to like really work for it, like really work for it. And then in England, I, it was bad weather, but I still kind of messed it up. Yeah. So you're just jumping 590 coming off of a sickness. So like off of a sickness, are you still jumping on these 520, you know, 12 points? Yeah. Dang, yeah, I did. But I was gripping really low. Mm. Like I was okay. gripping maybe too low, but I was gripping insanely low in those first two meets. Like hmm. I was gripping half of, I was like almost a foot, not a foot, maybe like eight inches down from those poles though. Like really, really low. Right. Right. Yeah. That's, that's wild. Yeah. So yeah. So we were talking about two different things. So like, yeah, you did have the rest of 2020 that was, um, you had some big, big bar, you had some good, good jumps during that time too. But then I guess I'm just talking about how you, you finished out that year. Um, and then, you know, coming into this year, you know, you were able to put it all together and then have that culmination, man, at the Olympic games, putting it together and, and doing that. So what's the pressure like going into something like that? Cause you, there's, it's not a normal pressure that you have. It's not like, Hey, you, you have a, you could win. Yeah. It's like, you should win. That's a it, different it, pressure. It is. A, it, it was a, yeah, a, a lot different than I, I know. I, I get what you mean because I, I remember like when the, it, it's so much easier to just, to just look at people and, and, and pick them as the favorite and you know they're going to win of course they're going to win because they they're supposed to win so that's just kind of how it how it works but like when you're actually in the spot where you're the big favorite and everybody's like yeah not only not only looking at you like they you should win they're like already just counted it out like they already already done and like right. it just but it was it was all these these little things that just accumulate to to such pressure cuz like of course like it is the olympic games and it's something that I've wanted for, for so long just to compete at it and to be able to give myself a chance to win it because I feel like, you know, this is an opportunity where I really can because I'm jumping great and I feel like I, I, I can win whatever meet I'm, what I'm at. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, th- there was just these little things that added up because, of course, you do all these interviews and all you talk about is just Olympics. How is it going to be? Everything like that. And, um, you know, I just like, I get these snaps from like friends and people like that. And they're like sending me like betting odds and stuff like that. Oh, and it's like, whatever it was, it was something crazy. It was like, also like 15 to one or something. It was like, like really, like if you bet on me, like you really didn't get much of a payout. So <laughs> you know, I, I really appreciate you for, for rolling the dice, but you know, right. thanks. but uh, like stuff like that, I got to, uh, I think the craziest thing though, I think the craziest thing was, um, uh, I get, I get to Sweden and, and it's already really crazy in Sweden because like I have basically the entire country looking, looking at me for this, for this competition too. And I knew that, I knew that I was going to be carrying the weight of oh, yeah. Sweden almost in the Olympics. And, um, so in Sweden, pressure is already really high. And I, um, I, I get contact from, uh, from some of the Red Bull marketing people in, in Sweden, because Red Bull is one of my, I mean, I guess one of my biggest sponsors mm-hmm. and they, they sent me this, they wanted to send me an email and they're going to make, I don't know if you saw, they, they released like in, in Sweden right now, if you go buy Red Bulls, it's going to be my face on it. Dude, I know. And there's a spot right here. I need a, I need a mono Red Bull can, man. Like okay. yeah, we'll try to figure that out yeah. for the background. Okay. So yeah. that was on the list. Anyway. Okay. 
Continue. Okay. Yeah, good. So, so I'll talk about the Red Bull can then, I guess. And so I had to, they sent me, I had to sign off on the production to get started before the Olympics. Oh, and this was, so this was going to be in honor of me winning the Olympics. These cans were going to be released. And I hadn't even competed at the Olympics. This is a month, this is a month prior to the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And like they sent me the can and I'm like, shoot, man, that's, uh, that's really cool. It's a really cool design. And I'm, and I'm really flattered. It says it's, it actually said like gold medalist on it too. No. Uh, on the, yeah. Like on the, on the thing. And I was like, wow, that's a <laughs> lot. That's a lot. So I was like, yeah, um, I, I get it. Cause I mean, like it's a, it's a, it's a huge company and they, and they need a, it doesn't take, you don't just like print a can tomorrow and then they could just release it to all the whole country. Mm-hmm. They need to, they need to get the, the train moving. But it just was like one of these things where it's like sucks that you actually have to sign off on something, the a- approval of something that you haven't even you haven't even done yet. So it's like, ah, oh, shoot, man, I still have to go make like six meters. Like, and I knew somebody was going to jump yeah. through. Like, I still have to go make six meters, and all this stuff's like in the process. And like, there was a, you know, so like those little things were like, yeah, it was it was more than you could even imagine, really. So you feel those things because to be honest with you, man, I mean, just as an outsider looking in, yeah. I mean, you look as cool as a cucumber out there. Like, like, so you, so you do feel those little pressures that us normal folks, uh, feel yeah. and, uh, and things like that. Yeah. I, I don't feel it as much when I'm actually on the track. I feel like, I mean, mm-hmm. when, I, when I'm on, I mean, Olympics was a little different. I feel like it was pretty, a pretty tensed up situation pretty locked in but like the the worst part was like the two weeks prior to the olympics that Mm -hmm. that was the most nerve-wracking that was that was when i probably when i slept the worst Mm. but it it was but like when i'm actually when it's a big meet and i and i get nervous and stuff like that i I get nervous the night before the day of maybe morning you know just kind of breakfast you kind of just feel feel it the jitters like when i when i get on the track and i feel that and i and i clear that first bar then it's like okay this is it is really, it is a lot of, a lot of pressure on me and a lot of, a lot of stuff in the works and a lot of stuff going on around me, but like, it's still pole vault and it's still, it's still what I've been doing for such a long time. That's where that, uh, what I was talking about whenever I met you as a kid, that's, uh, what I always call just supreme confidence in what you're doing. And if you're lucky as a human, you'll be able to find one or two things that you can feel that with. And that is an incredible thing to feel. And it's also an incredible thing to watch. It's so entertaining to watch somebody who has just a supreme confidence in what they do. And, and there are, and I, and it's not every day. I'm not saying that you have this every single day or, or I, you know, feel that way about certain things every single day. We have our downtimes, but there'll be moments in everyone's lives where it will be like, I not going to lose today. Yeah. Just not going to happen. And, and that's just, I guess they call that, you know, maybe flow state or in the zone or, or whatever, but it was super cool. I remember seeing you uh, make that 55 bar uh, in prelims. And I was like, oh, okay, here we go. We're getting it going. <laughs> Something's yeah. going down. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, I, I tried to, you know, I, I tried to, to, to have my, my best guns ready, ready for the, for the Olympics, because I, I knew that like, there is a lot of people that, are, that have been following me and supporting me to this point, but I knew it's going to be an, another level of, 
of, of eyes on me at the Olympics. So it's like for the people that have been watching me, I'm going to show y'all, you know, what, what I've kind of been doing and kind of reaffirm what you, what you think of me. And then for the new people watching me, I'm going to show y'all something cool. Right. hundred percent. I remember, uh, getting on with Brennan, uh, to talk about the film on the podcast before the Olympics and, and on that podcast, it just, we just kept on saying over and over again, like, you know, like knock on wood, like everything goes well. (laughs) And then I was, I was just watching you jump and I was just like, please make the freaking bar, please. (laughs) You know, like, I just really wanted, I wanted that to happen for you. And, uh, And, uh, and especially, and for him too, with his film, it, it definitely added a, a new, another layer to it. So, um, so what is, um, what means more to you, the world record or the gold medal? You're going to pick one. I think it's not, it's nice to have both. So you, so you don't, so you don't really, you don't actually have to pick, but, uh, mm. the, the gold medal meant more more than than i thought than i actually even thought it was going to mean mm. especially especially like the the response afterwards because i i when i when i had broken the world record especially when i when i went back to sweden right after the world record it was like a a huge you know new wave of popularity that i wasn't used to at all like a huge like a kind of this mini look miniature blow up mm. you know you can say but then when, when I came back from the Olympics, I, I knew it was a really big deal. But then at the same time, it was like, since we didn't have the fans there and you couldn't really get that kind of experience, like the actual during it. And then like when you're on the track, you still, you, you know that you're competing for, for something very valuable and something that's really meaningful. But like, it is still just like kind of Chris beside me. And it was Tiago and Renault. It was like the exact same people that I've been competing against the past like years. Right. So it's hard to kind of picture that this is bigger than, than, you know, what it really is. Cause it kind of is just a pro competition against the guys that I've been jumping against this whole time. And then when I, when I, yeah, when, when I checked my phone, that was one thing that, that night. And then also, but then after when I got back to Sweden, it was like, Oh wow, this is like, this is a different level of stuff. So I was like, I, I don't, like a little bit gold nice. Yeah. So, I mean, the Olympic, I, 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 I like Medals are nice. Gold medals are nice. I, I really like them because, I mean, of course, like <laughs> you, you can't take a, you can't take them away. You know that that is my no. goal. Like Olympic, and that's a really big thing in pole vault is being the Olympic gold medalist. So I'm I'll always be the Olympic gold medalist in 2020, 2021, whatever, you, whatever the mm-hmm. Tokyo one. <laughs> and right. that that'll always be my gold medal. And you know, if somebody comes along and breaks a record, you know, so be it. Uh, um, but I will I will always have that gold medal. So that's. That's, that's, that's one thing that's special about, about medals. So it's the gold medal, I guess, <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's, it's one of those things to where like they're interchangeable, yeah, but, yeah. but I'll take, but I'll right now, since it's really fresh, I'll take the gold medal. Different feelings, different, uh, yeah. Different parts of your, of your, you know, emotional being like, like the gold medal is, is going to, like you said, it's you had to do it on a certain day and no matter what the variables were you had to put it together you had a red bull can that was made for you 
already because they knew that you were they wanted you to win the olympic you know like so you dealt with a certain level of pressure now with the world record it's like oh if i make it i make it if i don't yeah you can do it any day it is what any meat any whatever it is you can wait on the best conditions you can wait on it might be though what about that first world record that first world record probably was pretty close to on par with that gold medal a hundred percent yeah it it was that was nuts that was nice. Yeah. But I mean, it, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I just, um, it, it was like one of these things to where I, I was so like once after the first competition, I knew like what I was doing in training. I mean, I didn't know because I never jumped that kind of high. I mean, my PR was six Oh five. So it, it wasn't quite six seventeen at the time, but yeah. I knew from training that I was doing something a lot different and better than I, than I had been before. So I was like, I'm ready for something really, really special. And me and my dad were, we, we talked about it. I was like, I can take some shots of the record. I don't know, really know like exactly what I have to do to, to leave it up there. But I have these, I have some new sticks. I have some, some big poles and I'm, I'm going to try to get on them and try to give this thing a shot. And then on that first meet, when I actually gave it a really good shot, I was like, yeah, I can do it. And I mean, I can do it next meet. Why not? So then like, yeah. So are you playing this down? Like, because you, you, put a lot of heat on that that one that you didn't leave up there like so so what were what were you jumping during your training to like you had to have like you said you had some idea but like are you jumping like six meter bars or are you you know training my first a week before i left to go to sweden i jumped six meter bar for the first time in training practice yeah yeah indoors right before i left for um right before i left to, to go to sweden for a little bit for my first meet from 20 steps it was from 20 steps yeah wow that's crazy yeah that's a big training bar <laughs> that's a really big training bar but yeah. see see but still though the difference between that and what you jumped on that day is still quite a bit of difference yeah. so this is telling me that you are a hype man like you just thrive and there it's like almost a superpower a little bit is that fair to say yeah just the the crowd and everything yeah it it feels like when when it's when it is game time i I do something switches on inside me that it just i it turns different everything turns my jump my jump is just different and i got to be prepared for that and i got to be prepared for whatever i think i know about what poles i should be on what i should grip i i just got to throw that out the window because this is like a new person that I'm a new like body that I'm in. So I just have to, I just have to trust that I have, I'm stronger. I'm faster. I have more confidence. I just have to trust whatever's going to happen and just try to, yeah, try to, yeah, try to do something crazy. That's, that's wild. Yeah. Cause usually like, uh, with the majority of pole vaulters, I would say once the bar goes up, it's like, everything kind of falls apart it's like it's like oh my gosh like this pole's way too big now and you know this that and the other yeah you're you're blessed man you've got a you've got something pretty special there um that not a lot of people have obviously um that's pretty cool man so we got to talk about this this though i am totally super pumped that you are representing Sweden and you're, you're, you chose to do that. 
But I feel like there are a lot there. I mean, maybe not a lot, but there are haters out there, man. There are haters and there are haters that don't understand the sport. They don't understand your family. And then they pass judgment on a decision that you made without having any context to it. So maybe you could give us some context onto how, why is it that you represent Sweden instead of the States? Yeah. I mean, I, I figured, I figured I would get asked that. I don't really go many interviews without answering this question, but um, I mean, yeah, pe- pe- people don't really understand the story and they don't really understand why. And, and I, and I don't really blame them to a certain extent because it's, 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 it's hard to understand really. Cause you kind of, people don't really understand United States track and field and understand how it is in Europe, how it is in Sweden specifically. But um, you know, f- for me as a, kid growing up i grew up in in louisiana i would um you know i start i started jumping in my parents backyard right there just in lafayette louisiana and um it was it was really hard for me to to, to find meets in the united states it, it always was when i was a kid and i and i always wanted to to jump and i wanted to compete but i, I only had one or two meets a year just to have this kind of special fourth of july meet down in new iberia down the street they had the pole vault summit in january and I never had like a series of meets when I was from when I was six to, you know, 14 years old until I started high school. And so in the summers, I, I would, I would go to Sweden. I would compete for my, my mother's old club called Ikastal. It's a, a small little town in, in, in Sweden, Alvesta. And I would do a, a, a few series of meets there. Maybe the summers when I was like eight, 10 and 12, something mm-hmm. like that. So I would go jump there. And that's kind of when I first got my, my first taste of, of, I mean, of course, uh, you know, being in the Swedish culture and, you know, devoting myself to, to my, you know, my mother's heritage, but also just kind of getting a feeling of, of how the culture was just different in, in, in Sweden, especially a lot more accessible track and field. So, um, my brother, he kind of had that same feeling. He had the same problem when he was younger. So then my oldest brother, Andreas, he decided to compete for Sweden and he, his decision I think was, was honestly, it was a little bit different than mine because he was, he was a jumper that he would have probably had a, he could have made the United the U S team and whatever the meet was the junior, you know, world championship stuff, but it, it would have been tough. It would have had to have a really good day at the trials. And you know, the trials are, the trials are what the trials are. They're, they're really tough and they're it's cutthroat, but um, he, he decided to compete for Sweden and uh, he went that path. He really, loved it, enjoyed it. And I mean, that was a big influence on, on me being comfortable with, with doing that decision as well. But, um, when I finally made the decision in, in 2015, when I was a freshman in high school, at this point I was already starting to jump, you know, high. I was yeah. 15 years old. I was jumping five thirty or something at 15 years old. And so I felt like I had a really, I had big dreams. I had a, I had a, felt like I had a good future ahead of me. And, uh, if you know anything about track and field and, you know, especially being a professional in this fin is that there, there is, there's no competitions that you can make a career out of this in the United States. Right. When they have the Eugene diamond league meet and that's, that is basically it. That is the, the only competition there's to me to do. And so I wanted to be the best pub alter in the world. I want to be the best pub alter to ever live. And I wanted to go the path that was going to give me the best chance to, to be able to fulfill, fulfill those dreams. And so, you know, com- choosing to compete for Sweden and, and you know, choosing, yeah, choosing the motherland was, was, a it was a the decision that 
I think helped me a lot. And especially now that I, that I live in Sweden during, during the seasons to, to be able to give me the opportunity to compete at the highest level in this, in this event. And right. I, I can compete at all the meets in Europe with no problem. Travel is super easy because I just go there back and forth from, from Sweden, which is, you know, just an, a few hour plane ride. And so it, it, it was, it just didn't seem reasonable to, to be in the United States. And also the, the, the culture in Sweden, it felt like I was, I was very, I was, I was very supported even from the very beginning. I mean, it was one of these things where like a month before the world under 18 championships, uh, I, I didn't even, I still didn't even know what I was going to do. I, I understood why I would comp- why I would compete for Sweden. And I, and I kind of had these like pros and cons lists on why I would compete for the United States, why I would compete for Sweden. Cause, cause I, I really could, I, at this point I could have saw myself competing for both. I, I, I mean, I, hmm. I, I was, I was willing to go, to go do the trials of the United States, the, the U S I wasn't scared of the, really the trials or anything, but I, I did understand that, you know, for Sweden, it, it would be easy. They would take care of me really well. I would be able to being a professional would be very easy. I'd be able to make a career out of it. But, um, at this time I was very getting called very heavily and very, and my parents were too, by the, the Swedish like national team coach, why I should be for Sweden. You know, we, we would, we would really, we would make everything really, really easy on you. And we'd, you know, make sure that you have, you know, beautiful career. And so at, at that point, I kind of just, it was one of the things I kind of just like made the decision just based off my gut feeling just yeah. based off like, yeah, I think this, I think this would be good. I think this is a, this is the, the right way to do it. And then I just, I just kind of did it. And it, and it was nothing like, I, I really do. I, I love Sweden. And I love, I'm on the side of it, but I, it was nothing against, against the United States and against, right. you know, the, the system that they have there. It was just one of these things where I had the opportunity to make a decision and I, and I did. That's a long, that's the, well, long no, dude. I, and to be honest with you, man, you're, you don't have to explain anything to me. I totally get it. Anybody who's ever pole vaulted at an elite level or an emerging elite level or somebody who's come out of college and been like, Hey man, I'm jumping like 35 to 55. And I'd like to give this a stab, you know, and try to try to figure this out. Um, anyone who's done that understands that you can't do that here. You can't do it. You can't even, you can't even go and pole vault. I mean, now we're starting to get to the point where, where we can do that. Cause we have gyms and, and clubs and things like that, that, um, can help support these kids. But like you said, dude, you're seven, eight, nine years old. And you're like, dude, I would love to pole vault, but I, there is no place for me to do this. And, um, and then, you know, you get older and then you realize like, oh, like if you win an Olympic gold medal in the United States, like, I mean, the bonus is not, not very much money, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. and, and you, you, you have to think about your family and you have to think about your future. And like one day you're going to have, you know, a wife and you maybe want to have kids and like, and things like that. And it's like, dude, it's just like you going out and you interviewing with a bunch of different businesses. And it's like this business seems like a great fit, you know, and, and they, you know, 
are going to support me and and this, that, and the other. So you don't have anything to explain to me. Um, It's just basically the people who don't understand anything about the sport of track and field and pole vaulting in the United States. Um, But yeah, I think it's an incredible, a really, really cool thing. Um, And then, so your mom and your dad are both your trainers or do you have any other people like outside of them? Yeah, my, my mom, my mom writes the workouts. She she gets she gets a little bit of help from, you know, different people like the um, Swedish Olympic Committee has, I mean, like a weightlifting coach, speed, strength coach and all that stuff that that talk with my mom and more like suggestions mm. on what I should do. I mean, I, they, it, it's not doesn't really always work since it's like public is very specific. There's specific things that I feel like I need to do rather than just and just actually like, you know, brute strength training that the, the normal person does for sprints or whatever it may be. But, uh, it is, it is, it's mainly my mom that does the, does the, uh, the program. And then my dad does the, the technical pole vaulting. So he comes once or twice a week, whatever, however many times I jump. That's awesome. And you grew up in a, uh, extremely athletic family too. Um, tell us about some of your other siblings. Cause you've got I mean, like mm-hmm. but not even your siblings, your whole family, your mom, your dad, you know, you have two brothers and a sister. Is that right? Yeah. Two, two older brothers, one younger sister. Yeah. For the yeah. people who don't know, tell us about mm-hmm. the other people in your family and the yeah, genes so, that you come from. Yeah. I mean, so my, my father, my father, Greg, he, um, he was a pole vaulter. He jumped 19 feet, 580, whatever you want to mm-hmm. say. And, um, so he, he, I mean, he was a, he's a very, very legitimate pole vaulter, especially considering that he was uh, very much on the shorter side, like five, six or like 165. Everyone say with that too. So he, he was one of the very, very short guy out there to be, to be jumping as high as he was. So right. he was super, super fast, super, super fast, super strong. And uh, I mean, he had to be, to be able to compensate, uh, you know, compensate for, for his lack of, his lack of height. Right. And then he, he met my mother at, uh, at LSU on the track team. She was a heptathlete and, um, she, she wasn't in, in, I, I think speed wasn't her, her crazy thing. She wasn't the, the strongest. I mean, of course, if you compare it to, you know, to normal people, she's very strong, very fast, but as far as, you know, track and field elite, elite world, that's why heptathlon is really, because she's just really good at everything. She just really coordinated, really sporty, can pick up on things really quickly which I think was really good for us growing up and, you know, just being able to play a lot of sports. Cause she was, she was, she just really, really coordinated and really good at whatever she does. Mm-hmm. And so I got two older brothers, Andreas and, uh, and Antoine, one, three years older than me, Antoine, and then Andreas six years older than me. And, you know, growing up, um, you know, with the pull vault pit in our backyard and, uh, and all that, Andreas was kind of the the front runner. He was kind of the leader of the pack. And so, he would go out there and jump. And when I was, you know, it was, it was great for me because I, I always felt like, you know, even from the very beginning that visualization was, was the, was the most important thing for me. I like to watch people do things and I like to go try to try to do it myself. I, I wasn't, I wasn't big on somebody trying to tell me what to do if I, if I couldn't get a, get a picture of it. And just that, that never really worked in my mind. So I like to see what I was, see what I wanted to do. And so my, my oldest brother, Andreas, it was so great for me growing up and developing, especially as a pole vaulter, because he would go out there and jump and he was bending the pole 
and doing all these things that I, that I wanted to be doing when I was just six or seven years old. So he was like this kind of this, the, the model and the mold for me of, of what I wanted to be. Yeah. Growing up. And, and Tawani, the middle, the middle brother, he pole vaulted too, but he was, he was more of a baseball player. He would actually more pole vault with me just for a good competition because he was stronger That's than cool. me, faster than me, taller than me, but I was better technically than him. So we jumped very, very similar heights actually. So oh, we had cool. good competitions out there, but he wasn't really much of a pole vault. He never liked it. So he played baseball. He got drafted by the Mets a few years ago. So he plays in the minor league system with the Mets. Nice. So, you know, yeah, he's, he's, he's quite a, quite he's an athlete. Some athletic ability. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, all, he's all right too. But uh, yeah. So my, my, my brother was my, my oldest brother, Andreas. He was kind of the, the model for me getting into jumping, trying, trying to, trying to be like him jumping. And he was, he was the guy I got to just look up to and try to emulate when I was right. just a little kid, because, you know, I, you don't get that much of an opportunity. I think a lot of kids like, I mean, when I, when I was seven years old, I, I wanted to, I remember there was a point when I, when I was six years old jumping that I wasn't bending the pole and my older brother Andres has been in the pole. And I'm asking my dad, why am I not been in the pole? Why can he bend the pole? Because I've been jumping at that point for actually a few years. So I want to, I want to, I want to bend the pole. And that's, that was the only thing I don't, I don't remember that much about all the jumping. I just remember, I remember that though. Remember he'd been in the pole. I'm not, that makes me mad. So right. we got these, yeah. So we got these poles made by Steve Chappell and UCS. There's some really, just really, really flimsy light poles because I was just a tiny little kid to where that I can start kind of bending the pole and trying to jump, like jump, like the people that I was seeing and my brother and just on the internet. Right. And so, um, yeah, that was, I mean, that was huge for my development. And then my sister comes along and she basically does the, the same thing and that I'm doing my shit, but just in sense of looking at us, us all do our thing. Yeah. Right. Right. That's, uh, that's incredible. That's, I mean, you come from, from really good stock. I actually have a, uh, so that all the way back to the beginning of the podcast with that, uh, the circle of, of advice that really spurred you to become who you are today, uh, by me. Uh, I'm yeah. kidding. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. It's true. <laughs> um, so I, I used to watch a video. It was a handmade handheld video. I'm pretty sure it was in Stockholm and, uh, we got it from a guy that we know and it was a competition and I'm pretty sure it was the did you do you know where your dad jumped five nine or five eighty? Jump five eighty. We don't don't have video of his actual five eighty jump, but he jumped five eighty and uh I think Norway. Okay, we don't, I gotta I watch we, it. I don't think you've seen videos of his five eighty jump because I haven't. I think yeah, this is a private like some dude had a video camera like some random dude, like that was jumping in the competition. So anyway, it's a VHS. I got to try to find it. And I'm pretty sure it was in Stockholm. He might've jumped 70 that day. Okay. Well, Stockholm, he won the Stockholm. It was at that time it was called the, it wasn't diamond league, but it was like the diamond league meet at that time. He flipped. He He like freaked out. Yes. It was, it was 570 at, at Stockholm. And he like, he does like this and jumps off the (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Because (laughs) well, the, the thing for him was, which was like, I mean, huge deal because he was jumping against, I think he was jumping against like Italian. He was jumping against like all, all those, all those, those great jumpers. And uh, my mom was there. Her parents were there. My mom's friends were there. So like, that was kind of him showing like, 
And it's in Sweden. Yeah, it was in Sweden where his, his wife is Swedish. So like he kind of <sighs> shows it by that. So like that was a, that was a huge, 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 huge win for him. Yeah. It's so yeah. funny though. Cause I remember I used to watch that all the time. Uh, I used to watch that video cause he just ran in there so freaking hard and just hammered that thing and just made it gets off and just jumps like 17 feet in the air off the pit. And, uh, and it was just cool because I used to watch that as a kid and then I would watch, and then now I watch you and, and how just that energy after you make a big bar, you just can't, it can't be contained. It yeah. just can't stop. It, it's just, it's just in you and, and it just has to be let out. And I just found that very, very interesting comparing those two things together. But, um, yeah. So I'm curious, this is random whenever I went. So like every pole vault, whenever I was growing up, every pole vaulter's dream was to, you know, everybody in my house, my dad was like, if you could ever pull vault high enough to go to Europe, that's the move. Like you, if you could just pole vault high enough to go and jump in any yeah. European meets. Yeah. So I pole vaulted high. I mean, I, whenever I came up, it was during a huge dip in American pole vaulting. Like no offense to anybody who was a part of that, but yeah. do you remember that? I mean, dude, sure. you could have probably whipped a bunch of people in the elite competition and you were in like sophomore in high school so anyway I, I i you know i won the league competition as a junior well there you go that might have been the same year <laughs> no it, it wasn't the same year but but um yeah i think you were a sophomore i think you were no, either a sophomore I, or a freshman. I remember i remember like 2000 maybe 12 but like 13 14 15 16 at reno there, there was a there was a yeah, there was a dude. It was rough, man. But luckily, a guy like me who jumped fifty-five, hey, you get into some cool stuff, you know. Like I was like, this is a perfect timing for me, man. Yeah. Um, and and so anyway, so I got invited to go over to Finland to jump in some meets over in Finland, which was really really exciting for me. And I went over there and got the whole European experience. My poles got lost, um, you know, all just everything. It was great. Um, but the craziest part of that was they dropped me off in my accommodations and my accommodations was a finished nursing home. And I had to sleep in a nursing home with like these weird like beds and like just next to a bunch of old Finnish people, no offense to them. But I was curious if you ever have any stories like of just like crazy weird accommodations or anything like that. Yeah trying to think of like create like it would have to be my first few few years jumping in europe would probably be a little a little more crazy but they, they got this meat it's it's not that it's that crazy but they have this meat in in germany Jokrim, germany oh yeah i always wanted to go uh, yeah, to that yeah, they meet really 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 cool meat really yeah. cool meat um and we, we stay, you stay at this place, but it's, it's not that it's weird in a bad way. It's just a really strange kind of like spooky little like hotel villa kind of thing. And like, we're all like, <laughs> you, you don't, you have like your own separate house kind of thing, but you do have your own room, but it's like, it's like different buildings. And it's just all like, it's a super empty town other than when the pole vault, when the meat yeah. and like, so it's all literally just the pole vaulters just chilling there and we eat there and they make us like food. And stuff like that. But it's, so it is super cool, but it's super strange. You, I just have to show you like a, a snap or something. Cause I remember like there being like these, like 
not skeletons, but like stuff like that, like mannequins on my door. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like the, the strangest place I've went because I feel like I, I haven't went to that much of like those, like those kind of really crazy, like funny meets in those weird places. Because like when I, I was, I, when I was a sophomore in high school, I jumped 550, like, yeah. you know, just right at 18 feet. And then my junior year, that's when I jumped 590. So yeah, so you, and then right after that, then I just went to, I went from like no year meets to then I could just get into the diamond league meets. So you bypassed the nursing home stays almost, and, and like stuff like that. <laughs> Dude, you're missing out. You shouldn't have done that, man. You should have just did it like a normal person, and then you got uh, you would have had a lot of weird. Oh, but I things. but I still I still have my fair share of like roommates and stuff like that. And I used to, you know, I used to still have, I still had roommates and stuff like that when I first started. So, oh, yeah, that's true. And like when I was a when I was a junior. When I was a junior uh, in high school, it was my first Diamond League competition. It was Eugene Prefontaine Classic, and I and I this was and at this time when I whenever I would go to all my competitions, it would just be me and my dad. We'd run together. Yeah, you know, I mean it's just like me and my dad. And it's like I already knew what I was getting into. It was just me and my dad. We just how old are you again at this time? Seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. And so I go and I get to my, and we go to the we go to check in at the hotel and my dad says to him and. It was not my room. And I was like, oh, shoot. Okay. And I asked him, I was like, who, who, um, who am I room with? And I'm like, Costas uh, Philippides, you know, the, the Greek. Yeah. Greek yeah. Guy? The Greek guy. Yeah. And I was just like, I, I don't know. I don't really know why. Maybe, I mean, maybe just me being like a young teenager or whatever, but I was just like, dang, like that's, that was just like, it was just not scary to me in the way that I thought it was going to beat me up physically. <laughs> but I was just like, I was, I just hadn't roomed with anybody yet. Yeah. And I haven't like, especially not a dude that's, you know, 30 years old pole vaulter that jumps, you know, the good, a good jumper too. And we're like going to compete against each other. Like the next day in like this big competition, that's super important to me. And I was like, this is just super, super weird. And so Awkward. like, I remember just like waiting for him to, to come to the door. And then when he finally came in, I was like, so was looking up, looking up stuff about him, watching his jump, stuff like that. Like, what do I need to know? What do I need to know about Costas before he walks on tour? And then when he walks, <sighs> like the coolest dude ever. And we just got awesome. the biggest vibes ever. So it ended up being completely fine. And honestly, I, I never had that many bad experience with, with roommates, but still that, that was, that was, that it's was awkward. Like, I remember having a couple experiences and uh, yeah, it's, it's awkward. Cause you, do, you never know because you could be on two different pages. Like, like, sure. you know, it's like, it's like rooming with somebody in college. Like you could have like, you know, your bookworm with your party animal and and then you have an issue there and yeah it was one time i was at reno and i was trying to <laughs> trying to sleep you know before the competition and and some other person was not and they came in at like three in the morning <laughs> like the night before the elite competition and i'm like i'm like dude standard reno stuff like, <laughs> what the heck man yeah yeah but this I, is my only chance. I want to do well. I feel like, yeah, I feel like I've been pretty good. I'm like, I haven't had like bad rooms. The only thing like actually in y'all crim one, one of years, 2018, I think it was. Yeah. I think I was like around 18. I had, I got food poisoning and I was oh. the whole night. So poor Charlie Myers, he was, he was there. So that was, I guess I was the bad roommate in this instance. 
but uh, <laughs> that stinks, man. Yeah. No, that, no pun intended on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah that's that is yeah. not yeah. that sucks, man. All right, so you got to pick three meets, three meets that you have to that you outside of the world championships and the Olympics, three meets that you get you have to go to for the rest of your career. You can't go to any more. First is uh, Stockholm. Homeland. Yeah, do it. yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to do that. And if if you ever have the opportunity to come to a down to me, you, you should come to Stockholm. I will. I, I really. I was thinking about that today. I was like, dude, I got to get over there and see one of those. It's a super. No, but I think that one's super cool. I mean, like selfish. I'm just talking about myself here. But it, that one's really cool because they they uh they show me a lot of love at at, at Stockholm. I'm sure they do. <laughs> so it's it's a really cool one. Um, Stockholm. Uh. Number number two would be probably Berlin. Berlin. Hmm. It was the first place I jumped six meters, and I wanna. I only jumped there. I jumped there two years later, but it was like during the day, and we got a super bad wind that day, which was super bummer because it's one of my favorite places to jump. I just I love the track. I, I love the box. I, I just love the way it's set up, and I feel really good jumping there. So I want to jump there at night one more time because I think I could do something. I think I could jump really high there. So it's why at night. Less you're, wind. You're oh okay. Hey, yeah. I never even thought about that. Yeah, usually, usually those those night meets we we get. Yeah, like I feel like when we have those meets during the day, the the wind is just the wind kicks a little harder, and so Dang, when, I feel like I should have known that. Heck, that's uh, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, so what I want to Berlin is Berlin is because it's a great place, and it's like it's kind of spooky because it's like it's actually still. It's it's new indoors, but like outside, it's it is like the actual Hitler Olympic Stadium. Right, right. So That's kinda, wild. It's kind of spooky, but cool and like in like a messed up, rich history. It's like it, like a lot of history in this in these buildings. It's like wow, that's really nuts. But it's yeah. a really nice place to jump too, so it's kind of cool. Right, and right. Then, what about Paris, that one always Paris, looked cool to me. Paris is really nice. Paris is really nice. Yeah, I, I I like I like Paris because it's one of those few ones that it, were set up right alongside the stands, rather than just yeah. being across the end zone. And when you're right across this, when you're when you're al- alongside the the stands, it's it's just a lot. They're a lot closer to you. Yeah. And, yeah, and right. uh, I need to get back to Reno too. I That's what to, I'm talking about. When I, when I jump, you know, like now that I jump, you know, I jump higher, so like. They're gonna have to extend that runway, man. Yeah, true. And I uh, gotta and get a couple extra boards on that bad boy. Maybe widen it a little bit too. It's <laughs> not like super thin. Dude. I've never had a problem jumping on it actually. It's like I don't know, sometimes, like if you get catch on like a funny runway, it's like it's insanely thin. Sometimes you get walking the tightrope down that runway. <laughs> it almost feels like it. Almost feels like. It. But but yeah, I, I had I've had such good good memories at Reno. What about this year? I don't know if this I don't know if it works. I don't know if it works on the schedule. I think I gotta yeah. get to Sweden before before right. yeah. yeah. I'm actually and gonna... and that's uh that's January twenty second, I think this year. You know I think it's sixteenth and seventeenth. Sixteenth, seventeenth. Yeah. But I gotta yeah, I gotta get to Sweden and like move into an apartment, you know, like that kind of those Oh snap. What's going on with that? You got your own place uh, now over there? Yeah, bought, bought a place in Stockholm, like in the city. Yeah. Dang, good for you, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. that's uh, 
Yeah, that's pretty tight. That uh, is a good feeling, you know, having your own spot and and stuff like that. I remember yeah. uh, when we got our own place. That's that's a good that's a good good yeah. place to be for sure. So, I got some uh, favorites for you. Okay, favorite approach length uh, outside of twenty. Do you do any other approach lengths? Yeah, I I like uh, I really. I mean, it's kind of just like depends on when, when you're asking me this, but right now, I mean, I haven't done it, but like last year at least, because since I haven't been training enough like this this off season yet, but uh, I've been liking 16 steps a lot. Really? Yeah, because because I, I can get on my 520 poles in practice from 16 steps, and it's it's I can take a lot of jumps from 16 because it just seems like those last like those four steps, those extra four steps, 20 is just like a lot to handle. And it's a lot to like, it's a lot to be able to like, still be pro- like to control that speed, especially in oh, practice, yeah. super hard. And so 16 is nice because I can kind of replicate like actual jumps to where like, still bringing a lot of speed into the takeoff. I'm starting to grip legitimate heights on legitimate poles to where it's starting to like, I'm starting to replicate and get the timing of like some real jumps, but it feels fairly easy to do. It feels like I can, I can rep out a lot of them. Yeah, that's yeah. So like a lot of people would be like, whoa, that's a really like long approach to rep out a lot of reps. Um, but when you're used to running 20, it's yeah, it's like, like, it's, like it's like a short run. Yeah, 16 short run. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah. So how many but, how many jumps are you taking like in a workout? You're one of those high reppers. I don't it, it no, but it really just depends. It really just depends. It depends yeah. on what, what time of the year it is, too. I mean, like it, there's really, there's just no saying. It depends on what I want out of the practice too. Yeah. I mean, and 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 that just that nah, that just differs at every every day. It depends on if I'm jumping from eight steps or twelve steps or sixteen steps, twenty steps. You know, twenty steps I won't take that many jumps. But if it's if it's sixteen steps and I'm I'm trying to figure out some poles, trying to get on some big poles, push some grips, then I'll you know maybe I'll take 15, 20 jumps. But right, where is that from? Is that from is that from just carryover from when you were a kid, just taking a million jumps in your backyard? You know, cause like for me, I, whenever I was jumping, it would be like, okay, like we push past 10 and we're getting into the danger zone. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I don't know. I feel like it's like a weird, not weird, but just like common thing between you and Renault and maybe not Renault anymore, but, and Sam, um, you know, you guys take a, crap ton of jumps yeah i mean it's important i mean you gotta you have to jump jumping is is so important because it's you you gotta know i mean but i mean being fast and being strong is is such a it's a great added bonus but like the technique the technique and the timing of jumping i mean there's no there's no other way to to be able to figure that out other than actually jumping Mm -hmm. and jumping in practice and so, you know, you can, you can get as strong as you want, you can get as fast as you want, but if you don't jump and you don't, you don't have the right, the right feeling when you, when you have that pole in your hands, then it doesn't, it just doesn't do you any good. And I, right. and I yeah. And I've, I, I don't, but I mean, for me, it's, that's, that's why I, I'm saying it just depends. Like if I don't, if I don't like the feeling of the way I'm jumping, then yeah, maybe, maybe it gets one of these days where I jump 35 times, 40, 40 times. It might not be 16 steps. It might be 12 steps, but yeah, I just, I just keep going because I want to, I just, I want, I look for this particular feeling depending on what I want out of the day. But, you know, if I have a day where I, I took some, my, my eighth and ninth jump 
were super good and I felt really good. My tennis jump feels really great. And you know, I'll, I'll pack it up. No problem. I don't have yeah. to take 30 jumps, you know? Okay. But, yeah. So you're not like one of those guys who like mentally is like, they could like bury themselves in a workout where it's just like, Oh, well th- that one didn't feel good. And then that one didn't feel good. And then they're 20 jumps in and 30 jumps in. Do you, do you ever find yourself burying yourself at all? The, the times that I think I bury myself or which I've been trying to, to, to ease back on it a little bit, but I used to be really bad at this is, is that when there, when there's a pole, that's just not quite moving. Yeah. And I, and I, and I, and I just know that I can move the next jump and then it doesn't move. <laughs> I know that the next jump I can move it. And then I'm five, six, seven bailouts later. I just still feel like I could just, cause I just didn't hit that run quite good. Enough. I just didn't hit that good a ticket. Like, I just know I can move. And then my dad just has to watch me just bail out, bail out, bail out until he just tells me, you know, you got to change something. But um, I, I used to do that probably too much. But, um, right. but, but I think at the same time, I, I think I took it to an extent to where it probably wasn't, wasn't good. But when that pole does move though, you do some, you do some good things. You do some good things, but yeah, for sure. Because at the end of the day, like, you, you have to be on poles. That's going to get you up there. Mm-hmm. I know te- technique is great. And it's, it's really great to, to be in this really good position where you're, you're completely vertical tight with the pole and this crazy takeoff. I don't drive my trail leg, but for some people you're driving your trail leg, stuff like that. And it's like those pictures, stills and stuff look really cool. But if you're not on a pole, that's gonna, that can give you something up at the end, at the top of the pole, then it, it, it does, you no good. So, so that's, for me, that's right. why I really like to try to push balls in practice. So, but, but, all right. So this is another thing that I find uh, intriguing about you and Renault and Sam and Sam and I talked about it on the podcast was just like lifting and, and sprinting. Like whenever I was coming up and you probably remember this, it was, everybody was just going ham in the weight room. Like everyone was trying to move huge weight. I remember hearing about Brad, you know, just hammering big back squats and like, you know, hearing about all these people doing these big things. And so I was like, dude, if if I want to be good, I gotta, I gotta be moving big weight. So you're talking about moving bigger poles. I equate that with being, you know, strong and, and fast. So how is it that you are able to, uh, do you, from what I hear, you don't lift like super heavy and yeah, I mean, it's different now. I used to not lift at all. Now I lift more. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I think my, 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 my training, my training changes, of course. I mean, I, I want to develop and I try to, but I think I try to get more, I try to get faster to be, I mean, I try to lift more to get faster mm. and to get, and get more explosive. Mm-hmm. I mean, like if, if I'm doing, if I'm doing squats, it's, probably not deep squats, probably like half squats. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to be really fast on the, on the way up. And right. I, and I, I like power cleans a lot. I like power cleans. I do, I do power cleans and I do and sometimes clean and jerk stuff like that in the weight room. And gotcha. so I, I always like that. Cause I always felt like I, I usually am in a, in a pretty explosive state if I'm power cleaning pretty well. Yeah. I like when I'm doing plyometrics well, and I'm, if I'm feeling really light and poppy, that's that's also a very good indicator. But I I, I push the weights and power clean it at this point. Now I didn't used to, but but now I do. 
Yeah. I feel like there was a time when, you know, you kind of came out of high school and then you did your stint at LSU and, you know, you, you popped over that, that 580 and then five, six, 605. Did you jump 605 the year you were at LSU? Jump 605 the, uh, the summer of my high school, like high school. Goodness gracious. Yeah. My, my senior year before I went to LSU. Okay. Yeah. I remember that now that is okay all right regardless i everyone knows that's ridiculous that's out of this world but um i feel like then i started hearing rumors like hey i think mondo's lifting now and i think mondo's doing some lifting and then it was like boom world record Mm -hmm. you know like is do you see a correlation between those two things yeah i i I did i did but it was more i i just started i started training uh, I started taking training more seriously. It wasn't that I was lifting so much, so much. I, I wasn't lifting so much more. I was lifting a little bit heavier. And I was, I mean, cause then I started to, because I mean, you don't, you don't want to go in if, if you don't know how to power clean, you don't want to start trying to push the weight. Yeah. I mean, you, cause te- the technique and, and those kind of things are really important or you're going to hurt yourself. So I got to a point to where I felt, I feel comfortable power cleaning and doing some of the exercises a, l- a little bit of, s- of squats or clean and jerk and stuff like that and i feel comfortable enough doing the exercises and i'm doing it in a, in a way to where i can start progressing in in the weights safely mm-hmm. and so I, and I started to push it a little bit to see how i was going to feel to get to get stronger and i and i started to to feel stronger i mean I, I gained probably a little too much weight my first year of college okay but that that was for a lot of reasons i, I lifted more or i lifted a lift i lifted a little harder I drank too much. I ate mm. too bad, too much. Yeah. You know, th- those kind of things, a lot, a mixture of a lot of those things. And then for in the 2020, I just, I was a pro. And so I started taking things a little more seriously, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I did feel good working that. like, but I don't, I don't do like beach curls and stuff like that. Of course. I, yeah, I do, just do, functional, just functional. And I, and I, I do I have, I have a lot of general stress stuff that I do. It involves a lot of, like gymnastic stuff, you know, you know, right. Ab, ab workouts and stuff like that. And, and pull-ups and chin-ups, whatever you want to say. And you know, different, different exercises like that, that, right. that, 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 that I really enjoy or that, that I got a lot better at at least. And so, um, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's a combination of a lot of things, but I think, I think training did, did help me get to that extra level. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I like saw like a correlation between those two things. I was just like, Oh man, you good. You good. I'm completely good. I don't know why I have none of my lights on. I was like, I can feel that I'm starting to get kind of dark in here. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting actually, is it still light down there? I'm in, I'm in Chicago and I'm pitch black out here. Yeah. We're, we're, we're getting dark. That's why I was like, oh, this is yeah. hundred percent. Um, so you were talking about your, uh, dad or, you know, you met you possibly burying yourself. You and your dad are bump heads, like yeah. butt heads together uh, at workouts and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We do, we do, we do. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm trying <laughs> you don't have to get too into it. I uh, just no, no, it's, it's it's nothing bad. It's just like he. I mean, we 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 both can be hotheads, and we both think that we 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 know everything. And yeah. so we, uh, I mean, at, at given times, of course, I mean, we, we, it's not that we don't try each other. I feel like at, th- at this point we're a little, we're, we're better. 
mm-hmm. we're a little more mature. I think it was a little worse in high school. We, we would fight a little more because yeah. I don't know. I just, uh, I, think, well, I mean, I, I had a, not a, not a ter- like a terrible attitude, but I, I mean, at, at times if I wasn't jumping well or if something didn't go my way, I probably, probably had a pretty bad attitude. He didn't respond to that. Well, I didn't respond to him not responding to my attitude. Well, things like, things like that, just right. Just, right. Normal, normal fights like that. But as a whole, I think the, the, the way we think about technique and the way we think about how to progress and what I need to do to, to get better. I think we, we think very much alike. I think okay, very, well, that's we have, good. Yeah, we have, we have very, I mean, we have fights just from just like bullshit. You know what I mean? Just for like, yeah. Like that. But like at the same time, like he, he genuinely is my, my best friend. And like we, I talk more with my dad than I do almost anybody in the world. And like, we, we talk not, not just pole vault, but, but every, everything life in general. And then, uh, we, uh, so I think like, we're almost like, we almost have this such best friends relationship that like, it's almost is like, can be like two like best friends fighting at times towards right, it's right. never like, we never go to sleep mad at each other. That's, uh, that's really awesome. A lot yeah. of people would love to have a dad like that. Um, I think that I, my dad was my coach, uh, and two people that live in the same house mm-hmm. that both want the same thing really bad. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be friction every once sure. in a while. And, and it was definitely, like I said, like high school, it was definitely worse when we lived in the same house. Then mm. it was a little, a little more like, and not, not worse in a bad way, just more like, it, it it could be a little more tense yeah like dinner or something like that yeah i mean i remember our house because like i have i have two brothers who are pole vaulters and and then uh and then my dad was our our coach um still is luke's coach but i just remember it like it i'm sure your household was similar just every single day it was just like everybody at, uh, maybe your household is different but my at my house it was just every single day all day everyone was talking about what are we going to do for training? What are we going to do for this? And, you know, what do we, and you sit down at the breakfast table, starting cereal. Hey, you know, what are we going to do at the workout today? And, you know, was it, was it, and, and I think if you do that all the time, I think people just start to get burnt out too. Like people yeah. are just like, man, yeah. let's stop and talking about pole vaulting. I, 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 yeah, I get you. And, and I think that's a, also like a, a miss, a misconception of like the way I grew up and yeah. the way it is right now. Cause like, I mean, I, I started at a really young age and I jumped a lot when I was younger. That That is very true. But like, I, I, I did have other things that I did and it wasn't like my dad, he was my coach and he, he has always and still does care maybe most of anything about my, my jumping. And we yeah. talk about that a lot, but like we, we are very good at like being able to, to balance other things. That's and the most important do, skill. Other thing. Yeah. Like when we're at the dinner table and like, if it's just me and him, yeah, then maybe we'll talk a lot, of, a lot of pole vault and stuff like that. But if it's my other brothers and stuff, like they, they don't care about what poles I'm on and what, yeah. I'm, <laughs> what I'm trying to do with the next like diamond league meet and stuff like that. Like not, not, they don't want to know the specifics and stuff like that. Just kind of how I'm doing as a whole and like my, my life, they don't, we don't need it. We don't bother them with that kind of stuff. So like we, 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 we balance it. Yeah. And that's, I, I mean, I could see how, I mean, because Andreas was, you know, into vaulting, you know, quite, quite a bit. And, uh, but now he's, you know, probably doing his, his own thing and stuff. So, and then is your sister still jumping? She's, she's a freshman at LSU. She's a freshman at LSU. Oh, no way. 
Yeah, because she what did she jump uh in high school? 13 high school. 13. That's a good jump, man. Good for her. Um, so why Puma? Every pole vaulter, it was like you and Renault like changed everything with pole vaulting and pole vaulting spikes and all those things. So why Puma? Uh I mean I I thought I mean other than I mean there there gets to a certain point to where like you, you you look and um you, you're gonna make you're gonna make the move that's the most ben- beneficial for your career mm-hmm. and and you, and you wanna you wanna go with the brand that's gonna support you the most mm. and that's gonna yeah and that, that that's gonna be able to give you the best opportunity to make a make a career out of the event you could say if right. you kind of get 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 the way I'm trying to say it yeah. and um but also I mean I I, I liked I liked uh. I liked them. I liked the brand. And I, I liked, they, they really believed in me from the very beginning. Like when, when I had to talk to them right after, right after college, they, they really wanted me and they wanted me to sign like, like that. And so they, they made a great offer and I was some, I couldn't really refuse. So I was like, yeah, of course. I mean, like, I don't, I'm not locked onto anything. I don't care about anything. If we can make a good spike and we, we got some cool uniforms and that's, that's all I need really. So yeah. uh, it, it really, it really wasn't a hard decision, honestly. Is it possible for people to get your spike? I think so. I'm just curious about there? that. I'm not sure, really. I think, well, I like they, because I, I like kind of signed with Puma first. Yeah. Before everybody, like a lot of the other people signed with Puma. Right. And so, like, when I, when we were in the process of making it, the spike for me, now everybody, we all use the same pole vault spike, the one that like I, me and me and Puma design. Right. Who is it? It's it's you, Renault, Renault's brother. Piotr Lisek. Uh KC. KC. Uh Ben Broders. Okay, so there's a good squad, a good little Puma it's, squad out yeah, there. Yeah, it's a nice little squad. Yeah. Yeah. But it was interesting. That was interesting whenever that, that came out. It was like, what? Yeah. Like because, why yeah. did Mondo sign with Puma and not yeah. Nike? You know? Yeah. That's, I mean, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, it was just a better, yeah. Absolutely. Better, better one. Yeah. Um, I hear that you can impersonate other people's technique. Is that true? <laughs> I used to, I used to, I mean, that used to, it used to be kind of my thing. I mean, yeah, that was like when I was younger, I used to do that a lot. I used to mess around with it. I feel like I haven't, haven't done it in kind of a while. Who was your know. favorite person to impersonate? Do you remember Jason Carwick? No, you used to do that. Yes, you, you can look at there's a video. You, you know, there, I mean, Huffman was great, but it was like it was almost too hard. And there was a few people that did that could rip Huffman off. When I can, bit. but the problem is like to do a real Huffman, and even Huffman himself wouldn't do the, like the actual role unless the bar was high. Mm-hmm. You have to be like actually coming like it has to be a bar high enough to where you are pretty vertical going over it to where like. When I was younger and I'd be trying to do it over like 11 feet or whatever, it, it like doesn't work when you're doing it like coming down. Then it just looks yeah. like kind of like ghetto and ratchet. Like it doesn't look right. as, it doesn't look like real Scott Huffman stuff. So uh, I got to get some video of some of these. Look up like Mondo backyard or something. And there's a video of me like trying to do it Huffman, but I was like 11 or something, 10 years old. But dude, the Colwick is a, that's a risky move. It's a, it's a hilarious movie. I wouldn't do it now, but no, I, uh, but it is, but I, I used to love, I used to really like the way Colwick jumped in, in some ways. 
take off at like 17. Yeah, I mean, fall I, think, into I, think, it. I think I think the takeoff was like really exaggerated, and I think it was it, it looked kind of scary and felt like he was right. you know like felt like his guy, but like he really put a lot of pressure on in in the poles, and and he really he really I, I really liked the way that he would like we say like realign like the mm-hmm. really the like how much pressure he put in like kind of that, that rowing action that he'd do where he helped a lot of pressure on the poles. I mean, he would get them. And I felt like he was, he was moving some good poles too. So he was an incredible pole vaulter. I mean, uh, it was with that sort of technique though, it's either you're going to jump like close to six meter, like 19 or six meters, or you're going to not do so hot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was a little inconsistent, of course. Yeah. But I can see kind of a little bit of something with your stuff. Like you, you, like you said, like your drive knee is not super pronounced or anything like that. And I or I never even had the knee really in the first place. Yeah. Isn't it so funny how like people are like, Oh no. Yeah. Not, yeah. You're not supposed to drive your knee because Mondo Mondo doesn't drive his knee. And, uh, <laughs> I, don't, and- I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what people really, I feel like <laughs> not that I'm out of touch with what, what goes on now, but like, I feel like, I was so in touch with like the pole vault, like community and like what goes on, like what people and like how people, everybody was trying to drive their knee and stuff like that. And like, now that like, I don't know, thing, things are like, I don't know the way things are now. I I don't really know what, like, I I wish, I wish I did. I wish I could go to more meets and stuff like high school level and stuff like that. But like, I don't know what, I, I don't know if they try to jump like me and stuff like that. I don't know. You, you don't need to do, you know, I mean, what you do for the pole vaulting community is you pole vault really high and you provide a lot of really valuable video and just really cool stuff. And like doing something like this is really, really awesome. Uh, but what I'm saying is, is it's just very funny how yeah, dude sets the world record and it's like, Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, because I'm sure there are things about your vault that you like are like, this is a flaw. Mm -hmm. Like this is a flaw with my vault that I don't like, Mm -hmm. you know, that you wish you could fix. Is that true? And it's not even that I think that there's so many things that are flawed about my jump. It's just, I just don't think it's things that I would, I would teach. And I'm not going to teach. Yeah. Yeah. I I guess flaw is the bad word. Flaw is a bad word for it. Yeah. But yeah, because it's not like, yeah, exactly. So it's more like, I mean, like, have you ever seen the way that I jumped where, like, you know, I slide the pole on the track? For I was going to bring that up, but I didn't know if I should bring it up. It's fine. It's chill. I mean, it's not like, a, it's not like a really like a secret or anything. I mean, if people want to go try it. They can try it. But like, I, I don't think that it's something that like you have to do or, yeah. or it's, it's something that, that necessarily you should do. I don't even, I don't even really know. It's something that I have, I, I can't really not do it at this point. I, I do it too much. Right. The habit to where it's at, but like, if I'm, if I was to start coaching a beginner, it's not like I'm going to start telling them, I'm like, you gotta, you gotta get that plant really early and slide it for the next three or four feet. I don't, I don't know if I would really teach that. I mean, if but they that's would, what I'm, that's what I'm saying is, is that yeah. somebody is going to come out, mark my words. Somebody is going to come out with a book and that is going to be in it. It's going to be like, you, well, know, you know, you should try to get the thing sliding a little bit before it goes in. Yeah. But <laughs> I think that I, I don't want to spoil too much, but I know that, Brennan and the the born to fly dock they're working yeah. on like i don't know maybe timid like a, a a good bit of the dock is going to be like how what i do differently in my jump than other people oh cool that's really cool yeah like, a lot of like they like a lot of he interviewed this like i don't know like physician stanford and stuff like there's like a lot of then there's like some that and stuff like that like actual the actual physics and 
science behind what I do differently than other people. So I think maybe if Born to Fly film would blows up, which I, maybe it could. And I mean, it yeah. definitely, the football community people will, will probably watch it. Oh, dude, they're going to eat it so up. So I think that, I don't know, I, I really haven't seen it yet, actually. So it's really not that much for me to spoil, but I know that he dives into that pretty hard. So like that might change the way people think. Something like that. Yeah. And I, I think, I think there are, I mean, the, the, uh, Drop in the drive knee thing, like obviously, I think you can you can put a lot of pressure into the system and energy into the system by doing that. Yeah. It's just like exactly like you said, you explained it perfectly. It's something that you do. I don't think it it I think that if it does anything for you, it helps your vault. Yeah. Um, but it's just something that you might not teach to a beginner. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's, I mean, yeah, like you said, and it's like, it is funny. Like, people search, I mean, like, when it, before Renault, it was everybody, you have to jump like Booker or Pet, the, the Petrov okay. model. And then when Renault comes along, it's like, wait, maybe we jump like Renault. And then Sam comes along, it's like, wait, maybe we don't have to grip high. And then now it's like, you know, just like, it right. just, just where it's like, I mean, the really, the only thing it shows is that there's a lot of ways to jump high. Exactly. And I think that that's the, because you got a guy like Nelson, you know, who mm-hmm. is more of a classical, big strong ox that just kind of hammers big poles and you know so so he's yeah so i think that's a very very good point there are where way more than uh with way more than one way to skin a cat but you and sam and renault have exploited that the most i think probably in i mean in a really, really long time, you know, basically we're three good examples. I think really great examples of like, wow, these people are vastly different between themselves, but also between everybody else too. So different, different shapes, different sizes, different speed, different strength, different, completely different techniques, different grips, different. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's a cool event. Uh, you know, you can, you can do it, uh, many, many different ways. Um, okay. couple, th- this is for real. I, I've got a couple more things and then we'll, we'll pop off of here. Uh, we already kind of talked about this favorite song for world record type swag. What's going into the headphones. <laughs> it, 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 it changes quite a bit. It changes quite a bit, but I, I do listen to a lot of a lot of rap, mm. a lot of rap. And so when I, when I'm listening to rap, I feel like I mean now I listen to a lot of a lot of Swedish rap, but I I don't listen to that I feel like as much before I jump because I feel like it's not hard enough and they don't mm. talk about enough like gangster gangster stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the kind of stuff that I that's the kind of stuff that I want before I jump. I don't know. That's just the kind of mentality that I'm I'm trying to get in. And so yeah. it's a lot of, it's a lot of those like Louisiana rappers, like JD Young and NBA young boy, Fredo Bang, you know, Lil Wayne, Kevin Gates. It was like Louisiana icons, but, um, yeah. NBA young boy, for sure. I got, I got a few, a few, a little list of like NBA young boy songs that like, I'm always, always listening to a couple of young boy songs before I jump. Yeah. There's no denying that, uh, you know, I mean, I'll be walking around with the headphones on yeah. shopping at jewel, you know, yeah. feeling like a real gangster. And you know, like, and it's it's just all about the the vibe, and it's it's really putting on the right music at the right time, especially as a pole vaulter. Mm-hmm. Freaking clutch, man! 
It's it almost is. for me, it was like almost like a superpower, kind of like we were talking about earlier. Oh, hell heck yeah. Like you just get like really like just so like involved and in, like just so like you just kind of give up yourself to the like this song and like you feel like you're in the, like it's like the music video is you right now, bump. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly the feeling. Yeah. I, love, I, I am in a music video right now. Yeah. And I love yeah, I, I've always I always love to get hyped up like that. Heck yeah, man. I'm sure it probably feels a lot different, you know, at a Diamond League final than it does walking around Jewel. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't. I mean, it, it does in, in some ways, but, you know, it, it's still it's still the same, same, same old thing. Same pole vault. Same pole yeah. vault. Same, same. Just right adrenaline and fired up for what you're about to go do. Absolutely, man. All right. Um, last. Oh, this is pick. Okay. This is an exercise we do. You have three exercises outside of pole vaulting. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Yeah. Outside of pole vaulting. So you can pole vault as much as you want from any approach. Okay. You got to pick three exercises. You can mm-hmm. only do those exercises for the rest of your career. Um, give me one, 150s. 150s. Okay. Right yeah. On. I like 150s. I, I don't know. I just, I love coming off that bend. Mm. and like really just like really exploding off that bin and i just feel like when i come off that curve i feel like i mean when i feel good at least i feel really fast and i just love like hitting them really hard right and it's a and it's a tough workout and i mean to know how i do you know you do like five of those and you're and i'm gassed especially if i do them fast oh know? yeah Heck so yeah. i'm just done and i and, and i like like that feeling so I, I i really like 150s i really like 150s um as a a second yeah number number two is going to be power cleans okay i like that one number three is going to be um golf because because and i and i know it doesn't help in 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 what and how you're thinking of it as an exercise that you know directly correlates to to pole vault but i think you you need something to get your mind off of pole vault or whatever whatever you're doing if you're a pole vaulter whatever you do in your sport you need you need something else. I mean, it doesn't have to take up all your time. It doesn't have to be golf that takes four hours, but you need something else to, to be able to, to set yourself uh, away from, from what you're doing sometimes. And I think golf's been the, the perfect thing for me for that. Dude, I've asked so many people this question and you just completely crushed it. That, <laughs> like nobody's even thought about that. Yeah. Dude, that is, that was clutch. Uh, that for real is probably my favorite answer to that question so far if something that you can step away from the vault because it can consume you and it can consume all of your thoughts and you know if you let it and uh, if you get something that's just fun and you can take your mind off of it that's good the problem with golf is this though the problem with golf is it can be very addicting in itself don't trust me i know this yeah <laughs> and then you end up like uh, should i go work out or right, right the range, go yeah. to the range <laughs> yeah oh I, I get what you mean do you ever struggle with that yeah it, it, it's it's just so time consuming and it's yeah. and it's super tough because i mean like you know having a you know training going to competitions having a girlfriend mm-hmm. or when you when you are back in town and you are <laughs> we are chilling like it's hard for me to get away and go play golf for like five hours now all the time but when I'm in, when I'm in certain times, I, I can, but I mean, it doesn't, have, I mean, I watch golf videos. I probably, I probably watch golf more than, than anything else now. 
maybe now I watch. I uh, love watching golf. I love golf. I love watching golf. People, yeah. some people are like, dude, that's the dumbest thing that like, why on earth would you ever watch golf? I love watching golf. Not, I don't like those people. No, but, <laughs> no, but I, I, I get it. Cause I used to be like that too, before I played golf. Like it was like, Oh, this is so boring, dad. What are you doing? This is like the put on baseball or football or something, you know, but yeah. it, it, I mean, it, of course, like, like I said, it doesn't have to be golf. It you just, you need, you need other things to be able to get, get yourself, get yourself away from whatever's going on. Because, you know, there is times where, especially in, and I, and I speak for myself, I speak about my, my life to where things get really hectic and there's a lot of things going on. And I have, you know, whether it's, it's competitions or, you know, uh, the other sides of, of I'm trying to feel media obligations or just a lot, a lot of stuff is, is going on in my life. And I, when I, when I go out there and play golf or you go, you know, do that other hobby or other thing, I just feel like the only thing that matters is, is that next shot. And that's yeah. a really special thing because I, I, I only find that, or I thought I've, I only had that when I was pole vaulting because when I'm out on the track, the only thing that matters is that that next jump I'm about to take and what's about to happen. But I, I've kind of found that in, in golf, that's as well, awesome. which is really, which is really nice because, you know, if you go and you have a bad practice and you have nothing else to, to distract yourself from that, you're just going to drive yourself nuts. And then you're just probably going to repeat the same thing over again. So you need something to kind of, you know, freshen up the palate and, and start, start a, a clean sheet. That's awesome, man. So are you playing like a legit draw or that good? I, uh, it really depends. It changes up a lot, but, uh, I'm actually, I play a draw on my irons, but I, I hit mostly fades off the tee of my driver right now. I used to, I used to have this flimsy shaft. I got a new, like really nice extra shift shaft that that's nice. That kind of stops on balls from hooking, but I used to have to like kind of play a draw because it was almost like more of a hook. When my, my, my yeah that was flimsy but but now i got this this really nice shaft that i can actually like almost take away the the right the right i'm a lefty by the way this is weird i know but so i can take away this wow yeah i, I swung uh lefty baseball okay gotcha that's why but uh so now i can take away like the usually the right side so i can kind of just play like a little bit of a, a fade sometimes it doesn't doesn't move that much but um yeah, yeah. that's uh it's a fun game like i said though it uh like you said time consuming mm -hmm. yeah uh, don't do golf unless you have time if you're in school yeah. and you pull vault golf's not the game it's not it's yeah. not but but yeah. something i don't know play tennis play whatever do, do yeah do Just something practice. to get your mind off of you know other things yeah. um so you've been talking about your girlfriend so how has that been with um everything like the travel you know because she kind of signed up for something a little bit crazy it sounds like you know, like with, with, yeah. uh, getting on board with you. Yeah, she did. And I, and I, and I don't think she, she really under understood it <laughs> or started, but, um, I mean, I, she, she enjoys traveling. So she tries to come to as many meets as she can. I think she enjoys that, that part of it. So we, we try to try to get her to, to follow with me and that, and that, and that's another thing for me, kind of similar thing to where like, you know, when we're in the hotel and stuff, it's great. It's great to have her there because yeah. you know, I'm in the fine or something like that, where it's, it's just, it's just me and her and it's, it's more about just, you know, being a, being a good boyfriend and just, you know, being, being there for her and stuff more can be more important sometimes. And the meat that's tomorrow, that's, that's super huge too. And that's, that's a good, yeah. little, that's a good thing to balance too. But uh, no, she, uh, I think she enjoys it. I don't think she under, understood what she was signing up for, but we've had a, uh, she's had a, a good time with it. I think she was 
you know, the whole Olympics thing was a, a stressful period. Oh for, yeah, for um, sure. For me, but cause like, you know, I guess like there's that, that week building up to it, I was probably a, a little more, probably just a little more in my own, in my own world. A little than, more right? direct. Yeah. Probably a little more blunt. <laughs> I was, I was a little less cute maybe for, for like, a week. I was trying my best to be a good boyfriend, but it was just like, you know, my head was just, you know, going crazy at that time. So that's hard. But I mean, you got to learn how to do that though. Like if you, you know, you, you get older in the game and you got to learn how to, okay. So now I got to learn how to, you know, be a good boyfriend. Um, you know, eventually, you know, you're, you're going to have more and more life things that are going to happen. And it's going to be like, okay, like, how are you going to be able to manage all this and still be able to make six meters every rip? You know, and, uh, that's, uh, that'll be, that'll be a good skill. Um, but you guys will share a lot of cool, like how cool is that, that you guys got to share in that experience though, like Olympic games, like going through that together. Like that's something really, really special and cool and traveling all over. And looks like a blast. I watched your vlog by the way. And, uh, yeah, it looks like you, I mean, it was (laughs) driving in the private jets and all of these things yeah. the works man yeah no yeah that that was also one of those things where like so um i mean for for anybody that doesn't know my my girlfriend desert she is swedish and she uh so she i mean for the most i mean before she met me at least she lived in sweden full-time swedish you know and now she she studies but she's studying online and she's supposed to come with me she was supposed to come with me back here to louisiana however she couldn't because of the travel ban. So she has to come in like two weeks. Oh. Yeah, I know. But she, yeah, she, we, uh, she didn't want anything. Cause like I, I train and I just chill and I'm cool with just chilling. Sometimes I could just chill, sit on the couch and watch football and Netflix, whatever it is, but she doesn't, right. she can't do that. So she wanted to come up with something to do when she was in Louisiana. Cause she can't work here in Louisiana. Really. I mean, she, cause she could find some job, but not like right. Sweden. So she was like, all right, well, we can vlog. And I was like, yeah, sure. We can vlog. If you want to, if you want to vlog, let's vlog. I mean, I think, cause for me, it's been hard to think that like, I I, I never was that big on social media because I always felt like people, I I don't know if people even really want to see what I have to do, but now I'm starting to realize like, I think people do like to see what I'm doing. So like, that's like, I'm like, and there's a lot of people that, that want me to, to be more, you know, proactive on, on social media and stuff like that. So I was like, yeah, people will like it. So let's just do Dude, it. Dude, people are going to love it. And that's why I started this podcast is because whenever I was a kid, I was like, I want to know what all my favorite vaulters are doing. Like, I want to hear them talk and I want to yeah. hear what their pulls are and their grips and like all of these things. Yeah. You know, it's something really, really cool that you can give to young people that, you know, really care about you and what you're doing. And, and that's, uh, that's going to be, that's going to be pretty cool, uh, to watch that develop. And, and another thing to kind of keep your, to keep things chill and keep your mind off of stuff and things like yeah, that. So it's, yeah, it's one of those things, but no, I, I, I but I agree with what you're saying also that, you know, the, the podcast, it is really good idea. Cause I mean, when I think, I mean, maybe when I was English, wasn't that good, but I, I mean, I, I wish that when I was younger and I was a young kid, I, I loved watching YouTube videos and stuff like that, but I wish I could, I had like a podcast. I'm like, yes, that I could hear, you know, the elite jumpers and I can hear them just going through what they're thinking about what they do in training, what they think is beneficial to, to progress in this sport. I wish, I wish I had that when I was a kid that I could hear, you know, whoever it was, Brad Walker, Renault, Pierre, like those kind of guys. So uh, it's, it's, I think it's really cool. What you're doing. 
I appreciate it, man. Um, last thing before we get off, um, what do you think makes has made you into into you and what you've done? Like, is there a particular like a personality trait? Are you a you know? I I will never quit. I you know like or you know I just you know. I'm a hard worker or whatever. What, what's the thing about you that you think has enabled you to get to where you are today? I think, I mean, I think of course it's, it's, it has to be a combination of a lot of things to be able to, you know, to be able to, to, to accomplish the, I guess the things that I've accomplished, but I think it, it most importantly, it's, it's the, the, the sport itself in Povotin and, and like my, my passion and love for the event. Because if, if I didn't have the, the the passion and the love that I've had for it at, since such a young age, then I wouldn't have worked as hard, and I wouldn't have I wouldn't have took so many reps, and I wouldn't have dove so deep into the history and seen what other these, these other jumpers and stuff like that are, are doing to try to make to try to do everything I can to get better. Because if if you don't if you don't love what you're doing, and you, and you don't love the sport then, then it's, it's, it's hard to get to that next level and it's hard to keep progressing in something if you, if you really can't dedicate yourself to it. And, um, for, for me, I think that that's been probably the main thing because I mean, I, I can be, I, I'm not like this guy that just, I'm not just a hard worker in everything I do. It's not just like this personality trait that I do. I'm not like, I mean, I am very, I can be very lazy in, in a lot of ways. You know, I, I have my dishes and I really don't feel like, I really don't feel like cleaning up my dishes. Don't feel like, you know, making my bed some nice morning. So do it because you feel like you kind of have to, you don't want to be a slob, but like, I'm not just like a crazy hard worker. And I just, I'm just, I mean, I am, I'm kind of athletic. So sports, I've been okay at sports, but it's not like I'm just great at everything. I great at everything I do. And I just touch and I just have this hand of gold. It's just that I, I found something that I, that I really love and that I'm really passionate about. And I, and I devoted my life to it. And, uh, you know, I, I had huge dreams for myself and, and for, for where I was going to take it, but I, I didn't know where it was going to go. I just kind of dove, dove all in. And, and I just, and, and I, and I went all in on, on what I was doing and what I loved. And I, and I just kind of let the rest figure it out. So I think that, you know, whatever you're doing, whether it's, whether it's pole vaulting, which I hope it's pole vaulting. Cause if you're listening to this, I, you're probably a pole vaulter. So, yeah. you know, with pole vaulting, you know, figure out, you know, what and why, why you love the sport so much and really, really dive into that. Really dive into that. If you, if you, you know, if, if you love to do straight pull jumps, do, do a bunch of straight pull jumps. If you love to jump from full, do a bunch of full. If you love short, do a bunch of it, but be, be really good at what you love to do and really, and really try to take it to that next level. Cause I think it'll, it'll, it'll make you better in, in many ways outside of whatever, whatever you're doing, like pole vaulting. So I think, I think for me, I, I give a lot of, I give a lot of my success to just my, my love for the event. Wow. That that's a really great answer, man. <laughs> it's another one that I've never, I ironically, I've never heard. It's always like, uh, work hard and yeah, but you work hard because you love what you do exactly. and then it's not really working. It's just yeah. enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, no, it is true. But and and there's of course there's things that I don't I don't love. Sometimes I don't like to do weights. Sometimes I don't like to do general yeah. strength. And sometimes I don't like running. I, I like running for the most part. But I, I, I but at the end of the day, I 
makes me better in, in, in pole vaulting that I love pole vaulting good so much that I can, I can deal with, with all those other things. But yeah, I mean, if you, if you, if you don't, if you don't really love what you're doing, then it's, it's, it's really hard to really hard to, to progress. Absolutely, man. Um, dude, I am so grateful, like so incredibly grateful for the time today. Um, it, it was really cool. Like just, you're not only an incredible pole vaulter, really awesome dude, really knowledgeable and, uh, a very, very good representation of, uh, the pole vaulting community. So we appreciate it, man. And, um, is there any place that people can follow you? Um, maybe shout out that new vlog or. Yeah, sure. You can follow the vlog. I think it's, is it Desiree Mondo, Mondo and Desiree, my girlfriend's vlog, something like that. Mondo and Desiree. Then if you look at like my Instagram or her Instagram, you, you, you end up finding it, but no, I, I don't, no, I don't need to shout out anything too much. Just, just listen to this podcast and follow this podcast. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. Appreciate it. All right, man. Thank you again. Uh, this is the one more jump podcast. Thank you guys so much. Mm-hmm.